Welcome to the X-Files Podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 19, Dodgecom. Here we go. (laughs) Fucking batting down the hatches, ladies and gentlemen, because we're already starting. All ahead flank on this one. That's what this I was week. thinking too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we dive right in? Because um, we have uh, we have a we have a show to talk about. <laughs> we do. We do. We um we have a episode called Dodcom. Dodcom. Episode nineteen of season two of the X Files, and. Um, you know, don't bury the lead. Uh, boy, boy, an improvement from last time around. Huh? <laughs> it's so much better. Um, it's just so enjoyable. I am a sucker for ghost ship stories. A I sucker. Knew I knew it. I knew it. God. I mean, I am too, but. No, yeah. The uh, the ghost ship or the, the derelict spacecraft. Ooh, say you know, it again. Depending on the- <laughs> say derelict again, because that that goes right to the right to the privates. Derelict spacecraft. Derelict. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something, um man, there is something about it though, huh? Mm. Abandoned uh, ship. You don't know what's going yeah. on. The feeling of being completely isolated. Again, we get we tap into some of the basics, which is the isolation horror. Isolation horror, and it's uh, it takes it a step further. I mean, people will think of uh, it's not uncommon in the X Files. You know, Ice does it in a very great manner. You got it in Firewalker, Darkness Falls. There's a good number of episodes that rely on that um, and do so in different settings. And I was thinking about what it is about the ghost ship, the the derelict spacecraft, whatever you want, that kind of thing is. Not only is it isolated, but you are isolated and completely in the hands of of nature. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you might be in ice, too, right? You're down in the Arctic. It's kind of the same thing. But there is something about the sea or the emptiness of space, which is, it's the most for, foreboding. Sure. Right? I or, mean, it's, or, it's a, or you would even say foreboding. Mm, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if you're going to throw them right down the fucking plate, son. I'm cracking them over the monster. You know, I know we, I know we engaged in a little bit of that <laughs> behavior last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're better than that. It was just that episode. I wasn't really feeling it. I like your style. Yeah. So, well, all kitten aside, I'm ready to start this thing. You? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't bear to wait. We're on a. We're on a. We're on one, and we're gonna go into this shit. And uh, boy. Let's talk about this open because it's really setting the tone. It's really working for me. Norwegian sea, 65 degrees latitude, 8 degrees east longitude, Josh. Yeah. And what do we I see? Like Come, I like how they got their money's worth with this boat, by the way. <laughs> they really did three episodes they got on right. this. Uh... <laughs> the, the, I wonder how that negotiation went. They're like, well, you, you can only get it for, you got to pay this much, but you'll get it for this many days. And like, man, we don't really want to pay that much, but we want the boat, so we better use this fucker. Yeah, the, I I read that uh, Carter specifically said like, "Hey, write this next episode and do it in a way to use this ship because we still have access to it." Right, that's kind of cool. Hell yeah! 
And uh, what do we see immediately? This is mutiny. Mutiny. <laughs> How old is this captain? Um, ensign aged. Too a little too young, is he? Yeah, well, Lieutenant JG. Yeah, yeah. he's. Uh, I guess <laughs> they. Well, I was thinking the same thing, but if you want to age people, it helps better when they're young to start. Yeah, and good news, Josh. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon he'll be a senior officer. <laughs> senior <laughs> officer. Boy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is that a ground out? Is that the, oh. is that at least a single <laughs> senior? Ah, uh, field of choice reached. reached All right, I'll, I'll fucking take uh, it. Oh boy, Nikki in the chat, mutiny. Oh, mutiny. Here it goes. <clears throat> it's gonna be an episode. I just gave Pinetta TB. Sorry about that. Mm. Yep, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. That will happen. That is in the uh, those little fine. What do you call that? Fine print. Little fine print. Yeah. Download, download the show show notes. Um, but yeah, Lieutenant um, <sighs> something or other here. Yeah, he, he mans up, stares down the the gun finger on the trigger by Captain Barkley. Yeah, he's ready to let some go. He's ready to let a few fly. Yeah. Harper and, uh, is the lieutenant. Good name, by the way. Harper. I love that name. Harper. Lieutenant Harper. Harper. We're not animals, Mr. Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Yeah. That was the mutiny on the bounty, right? Um, we're not savages. Yes. When he's like, we're not going to eat each, we're not going to eat each other. <laughs> That's it. Um, well, <clears throat> shoot me if you they want. Set yeah. out. Set on that lifeboat. <laughs> yeah. And boy, when those Norwegian boys, that fucking boat looks like it just came out of the Pripyat River, doesn't it? Post Chernobyl. Oh, oh, Jesus, yeah. Dude, they Boy, look not old so much as they just look like kind of sick Russians. Yeah, they look diseased as shit, which I guess uh, kind of is that what reaction. Isn't that what these- aging is? Just a disease. It slowly kills you anyway. It- Basically, it's kind of interesting that they still don't really truly understand aging. Mm. You know, the new thing is that telomeres thing that like cell length phenomenon. I don't know. It was on Rogue and he had some scientists talking about it. But again, all theoretical bullshit. Yeah. Um, still wild. <clears throat> wild. It's, it's just kind of wild that basically like your body is just, I mean, you're, you're essentially like dying from the time you're 30. Sure. Because, like, after 30, you, they're like, all right, you should have reproduced, like, biologically. <clears throat> the thing will keep running because nature has built a pretty efficient system, but mm-hmm. it's everything just starts breaking down. You can work at it, and it's not like you can't maintain, like, very good shape, but, as, like, biologically. And genetics are genetics, too. Like, yeah. Father time's undefeated. <clears throat> yeah, big time. Yeah. And, boy, he has his way with our, with our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah these uh canadians canadian ship they sure sounded like fucking potato eaters to me yeah big time yeah especially those sweaters yeah nervous as shit <laughs> dead giveaway that sweater <laughs> that, that sweater and a wife with a fucking shiner at home <laughs> no question right but <laughs> they pull them out and a uh, shepherd's pie that's gonna be ready promptly <laughs> <after> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, something about free radicals. They they talk about free radicals. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a thing. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, sure. that's a thing. Um, and that's our 
that's our little pre-credit sequence. And when we come back, we're right at uh, Bethesda. We love going to Bethesda, don't we? We do. It's very frequent that our agents will take a little step into uh, Bethesda. Well, Mulder breaks it down for us, pal. He says a Navy destroyer escort, the USS Ardent, have been missing in the North Atlantic for 42 hours. No radio contact, I guess. No distress. And uh, nobody could find the fucker. Planes, trains, and automobiles could not come up with this thing. Do you know what a huge deal that would be? Massive. Wouldn't we assume it was sunk? Uh, yeah. There would be a huge Defcon? search. Yeah, I mean, everything, huh. in the, everything in the Atlantic would head there looking for... Uh, yeah, mean, task force and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't think we use destroyer escorts anymore either. That was like uh, World War Two era kind of uh, right ship. to keep submarine. It was a sub, sub, anti submarine. Yeah, it was basically like a super budget destroyer. Right, um, right. That was just there. Yeah, basically to hang out with convoys. Word, but but uh, that's what they had access to. And um, aircraft really changed that game, didn't it? The boat, yeah, a the, little bit. The boat game. Boat game. Boat game. Um, frigates are like still like a, a major yep. anti submarine warfare class uh that's, ship thing that's cool i don't know that's what the squids say right <laughs> who knows but there was a survivor. survivors oh sorry oh i was going 18. right to the one who was 18. in icu yeah 18 but they don't get a they, but they focus on the one right who's under heavy security yeah lieutenant harper the the 18 survivors were picked up but i think only one is still alive right Right. Yeah, this is a. Uh, this is really nice. Um, he looks like he just walked off the set of a Stephen King picture. Yeah, as local Audrey points out, Mulder gives Scully a fake ID, minimal information, and then bounces out of the hospital. <laughs> He's at it again, our boy. But uh, yeah, so we, we, what do we get here? Scully checks. This doesn't seem right, does it? No. Dr. Lasko says, I wasn't wearing my diagnostic record your approval. She's pretty standoffish. But um, she says, well, can you tell me what's going on here? How can you explain what happened to this man? And they don't want to give her much information until Skull says, well, I'm a medical doctor. And Lasko, she doesn't comply and says, no. No. Not interested. Your ID. This, this ID number's not valid. Yeah. Beat it. Yeah, a lot more concerned with her whether or not she should have access than the fact that, yeah, it is unusual that this 32-year-old man uh, appears to have aged um, <laughs> to centurion level. <laughs> he basically, that's like every Irish guy at 40 <laughs> from a year of drinking. They just transform. Spend too much time with those Irish uh, fishermen on a, the way back. A life he of, looked fine when they fished him out. Yeah. That's every fisherman's life right there. They come home three uh, months later and their wives are like, who the fuck are you? Dude, it's a hard life. Hell yeah. I mean, I don't know from personal experience, but I know a lot of dudes that are, you know, I live in New Bedford. It's the mm-hmm. largest commercial fishing uh, fleet in North America. Actually, if you go by, go by uh, dollar amount. <clears throat> there you um, go. Dude, and those guys, you know, they're gone. Off, they don't do like crazy, crazy long runs, but they'll be gone 10, 14 days, whatever. And it's crazy, man. Like they can get a, you can get like on a scallop boat, get a full share, get a nice hit, come back in ten days, and drop twenty grand in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. And they, uh, scallop boats make <clears throat> crazy don't money. Make, don't always make the best dis- personal life decisions, surprisingly yeah, enough. Most of those yeah. boats are owned by certain individuals. Mm. <laughs> certain individuals that may or may not have crooked noses with last names that end in vowels. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. That is all I'm going to say, lest I end up at the bottom of the bay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, we should give some credit to this. Uh, people are discussing it in the chat. Please. Scully's genuine curiosity here, and it will segue right into the next discussion, right? As Scully gets kicked out of here, and she's back to talk um, to Mulder. And I like that, um, you know, Mulder says he's not surprised. He's going to give her the whole spiel. But by the time Mulder talks about where he's heading out, mm-hmm. she's in. And yeah, it, for and sure. It, and it is that pure medical curiosity. Yes. You see it start in the hospital, um, and then you really see it continue um, the whole way. And that's kind of interesting. Even her, her role in this is, and ultimately what ends up saving them, is uh, is her observations. Right. This is an, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And this is, now that you're saying it, this is very much a watershed moment for her. <laughs> Christ. Because... Because it's almost like she's there. This becomes impossibly undeniable because you felt the effects and you saw the effects of the aging yourself as far as like the reality of X-Files. And I know we've kind of moved past that with her, but this is really a good one for that where she really feels it and she's conscious and she's aware. And I like that. And it's something that, you know, it's not just there are aliens or something. Right. It's, it's, it's in a, it's an occurrence that is happening that she can take scientific observations on and come up with a hypothesis and, you know, speculate as to why it might be happening, <clears throat> maybe how any of it could be reversed, um, which is cool. It's just you, you really, really see the scientist in her in this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Hypotheses. Sees. <sighs> Sorry, man. I'm, I'm going to keep throwing them at you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is this our new th- is this what we do now <laughs> i hope not <laughs> but i'm still riding the wave so <laughs> <laughs> come on baby tell me come uh, on man ah we got nobody in the chat that's weird <laughs> uh, zero everybody, listeners in the chat. everybody unsubscribed <laughs> because of that fucking other guy all right so i can't promise i'm done but it won't go beyond this episode. Okay, you ready? I wanted we'll to show you something, says Mulder. Scully, <clears throat> this was the course of the USS Arden when she disappeared. Now, I've been tracking the points of departure and destination for each of these X-Files. December 12, 1949, a Royal Navy battleship disappeared between Leeds and Cape Petty. The sea was calm, the weather sunny. In 63, at the height of the Cuban Missile Crises... A fleet of Soviet minesweepers left from here for Havana. All six vessels vanished without a trace. All in all, I've counted nine unexplained disappearances. Each of them passed through here, the 65th parallel. Now that speaks to me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. That was probably some of the first, uh, I don't want to, if you want to call it conspiracy theory or, you know, Whatever you call those kind of things, but the Bermuda Triangle. I remember being a kid, even before I think I was watching X Files a ton. 
or maybe before it had ever come up on the show, but reading about that and just being so fascinated by like, what do you mean? Like Mm. place where like ships go and they disappear or something happens to them. Ah, That's fucking creepy, man. That's wild. I know. It's not folklore seems like such a understatement. Yeah. Right. It's gotta be something, gotta be something bigger. Sure. But I don't know what, how are we so dumb that we don't know what it's called? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I don't even know how to make or call that weird O and Dodd. Dodd com. Dodd. The only, uh, I only know the umlaut. That's not an umlaut. I know that one too. Different, different shape. But Scully's like, wait, wait, wait. Are you saying Bermuda Triangle, sir? And he's like, well, more like a wrinkle in time. (laughs) Let me fold this piece of paper and punch a hole through it like an event horizon and explain to you what I mean. Call Oprah to ruin my childhood. (laughs) Um, so Mulder brings up the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, this is actually something that I remember fairly well. Were you familiar with this guy? This, is uh, is this here? the experiment where anybody from Philadelphia pretends to be a human being and not a fucking ape? Yeah, they they put it, they put it on sometimes at the Lincoln Stadium. Uh, it tends to fail every time. They dropped a bunch of fucking spelling books on them and hoped that they would stop being savage animals out of that they, city picked it up and threw it at their grandmothers. <laughs> I'm just salty because, oh, baby, somebody stop me. I, I Be, because of the Super Bowl loss. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> salty. Yeah, I know. Mm. Salty sailor, you. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, allegedly took place during World War II, and it was a uh, U.S. destroyer, or pro- maybe destroyer escort, whatever, uh, smaller naval vessel and they allegedly this is pretty obviously uh, solidly disproven but mm-hmm. the story is that <clears throat> the navy was experimenting with technology to make the ship invisible uh, either to light or to radar whoa um you, you know and it, it by bending light waves some of it talks about cloaking like, device no more well effectively but like an illusion yeah, centers around a lot of the talk was about Einstein <laughs> shit, like a uh, unified field theory, which is like uh, getting gravity on board with how relativity or light works. I don't know. Dude, I'm not a scientist. I'm no scully, but essentially bending the light around the ship word. Um, and allegedly the Philadelphia <clears throat> experiment was the ship was in Harbor in Philly and they did this and it teleported to Baltimore, maybe. Okay. Um, another trash city and was <laughs> there for a matter of minutes or moments and then teleported back to Philly. And during the process, like some of the men were like fused with the ship. Like, you know, like if you really fail badly on a teleport spell in D and D and like, you know, you're like half into the rock, uh-huh. like bodies come out of the rock. Some people kind of lost their mind. And uh, cool. obviously was not as intended. It sounds like uh, it just uh, teleports to the nearest fucking, you, you can be a, the perfect trash searcher. If you need to find <laughs> yeah. trash, just activate it. Just <laughs> hit that button and it's like, <laughs> bing, Baltimore, bing, trash Philly, harbor, bing, tr- trash Jersey, harbor. bing, Detroit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty wild. I didn't know about yeah. it and now I'm glad I do. Didn't happen. Didn't happen though. Prop. Pretty sure. 
Pretty well, sure. But um, Mullis says, uh, he's talking about, he's betting the military, mili- he's thinking the military never stopped the work began 50 years ago. And that's when Scott was like, oh, so that's what you think happened to Harper. And that's when they're like, we're going to fucking Norway. Yeah. And she's like, well, he says, I'm going to Norway. And she says, I'm coming too. Oh, right. That's an important detail. Mm-hmm. I like oh, it. Off they go to find our guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Skinner, by the way, not in the loop. Big surprise. Hmm. Yeah. Why would he, why would he need to know anything? John Savage, he's a, uh, he's a fucking, this guy's been in a lot of shit. This is fucking Stieglitz, man. I'm pretty sure that's him, right? Oh, from, uh, Inglorious Bastards? Isn't that Stieglitz? Stieglitz. Stieglitz. When did Inglorious come out? He was in the Deer Hunter, man. Oh, oh fuck. Wow. That's red line. That's crazy. He's got like 20 things in post-production. He works um, a lot, this cat. He does a lot of friggin' work. Maybe maybe he's not who I'm thinking, but I thought that was who oh, played. God, scrolling through, it looks a little bit more of a... Yeah. He looks like the... quantity over quality kind of guy. Yeah. He's, he looks like the Stieglitz guy, but he's not the Stieglitz guy. No, don't think so. No. Uh, actor, 234 credits. He ain't messing around. Not fucking around, bro. <laughs> oh, he's in Thin Red Line. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, his name is John Savage. Great name. Yeah. Great name. Great name. Almost good as, uh, what's his name? Charlie Trondheim? <laughs> Henry yeah. Trondheim. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, they're interviewing, uh, looking for prospective charter boat captains, right? Basically in this Norwegian bar. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And, and just to correct the mistake, Stieglitz is Till Schweiger. Okay. Yeah, in case people were want to make sure to give credit to uh, that badass guy in that movie. Yeah, but show that, show that iTunes review who says we never talk about factual information. You really, really stuck it to him, man. Indeed. We're really, tur- really turning this ship around. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I like it. <clears throat> well, here we go. Trodheim. Trondheim. I want to say Trogdor. <laughs> Remember Homestar Runner? Yeah. Like in the internet in 2004. Yeah. But, um, the, the best. No shit. Um, yeah, this place is pretty cool. They say they meet this guy, Trondheim, and he says he was born and raised in Pensacola. And, got uh, tired of the tourists. I like it. Yep. <clears throat> boy, he really changed climates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Fuck, man. So yeah, it's cool because he's obviously Norwegian by you know ancestry, sure, and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, I like his uh, his insight here when they kind of ask him, been in the been in that area. Why are there rumors? Why are people freaked mm. out about it? I like that Scully's dad's uh, career <sighs> um, in the Navy and just her his manner as a man of the sea is brought up <clears throat> throughout the episode. She I talks love about that. that. Um, but I like what he talks about here, right? Something Creepy. falling from the skies, an evil god. This has D and D campaign written all over it. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's basically what he gets into. Um, and they're like, no, they, they, uh, they worship it by leaving it alone. Basically, I think is what it comes down to. Yep. Yeah. Staying away from it. But he's he's got some experience in this neck of the woods. Um, and uh, he uh, says, let's go. We'll hop on my little trawler and we'll head on out. I like it. Mulder, getting seasick here. 
He can't handle it. No sea legs. Uh, He's a land yes. lubber. <laughs> land lubber. Scully's got those sea legs. She does. Sturdy, sturdy sea legs on her. She comes from that stock, right? Yep. Old Starbuck herself. And I like this. I like that where we got him in the uh, little pilot house or bridge, whatever you call it on this particular type of craft. And um, they're just kind of cruising, chit-chatting a little bit. And boy, this breaks bad kind of fast. Yeah, classic. That that utterly heavy fog. The radar starts getting flicky. The navigation starts mm. going out. Compass readings jumping around. I mean, this is this is classic. Yeah, for sure. Class. And uh, old Halverson is like Captain Baspa Baspa. We're gonna hit and absolutely brace for impact, baby. They smash into the broadside of a destroyer. Mm. And uh, immediately, Captain Trondheim says, let's check, let's get a damage report. I wish you would have done a Kirk and just said, report! <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I couldn't <clears throat> tell if he had other members of the crew, if they were the ones that, spoiler alert, took the ship, or if it was other Norwegian pirate dudes that hopped off that ship and took their ship unclear hmm. is it is it known from a script perspective because i like your second answer better yeah i don't think it's known i don't know hmm. guys who took the ship yeah. that is not an answer in the chat um i like it i like the I idea i think she meant the second one yeah i like the idea of guys who maybe got stranded there themselves hopped off and took off yeah but it wasn't established particularly well no, and they leave Olafson because nobody likes that guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. His presence lends lends support to the second answer, though, because you're like, who is this rando? Yeah. <clears throat> right. How did he get there on his own? <clears throat> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, everybody else was was clear on it except for us. They're right. saying uh, the pirate whaler, <laughs> the black market whale killers. Oof. Oh, that's right. That's, so that's what those piratey dudes are. So got it. All right. Yeah, seems kind of a lofty title to uh, give Mark him his whale killer? first mate. Oh, if, oh. if there's only two people on the boat, yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes you my number one. <laughs> also, the cabin boy. You know, right? The I capital mean, one. Yeah, cabin boy. Cabin boy. Cabin boy. Yes, like a very low. Yes, leaf. you're the lowest rank person on the ship. Didn't he off, was he like a sexual favors kind of guy? Because we know those sea dogs get. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not gay if you're underway. I did learn that in the Navy. <laughs> From the Navy. <laughs> Were you a cowboy boy or no? <laughs> <laughs> well, Trondheim says, well, do what you want, what you will. It's a ghost ship. <clears throat> Look at the corrosion. No one's been here in 20, 30 years. That's badass when they see the, uh, <sighs> the name plaque, 1991. And you're like, whoa, what is going on? Why is this? Because this is a whole different thing. Because we saw the the aging of people. But now we're like, wait, you're saying the ship aged? Right. Very cool. Don't drink the water. Shippy ship. It's not good for you. But that is cool. I like that. It's just that kind of stuff is awesome. It's it's. I'm not going to say it's the Statue of Liberty on the beach at the end of Planet of the Apes, but it's that flavor. 
right? You go, wait mm-hmm. a minute, this doesn't belong Whoa. here. Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's that wait. <laughs> you know, does your mind start going and you're thinking, what happened? Like, you know, did the ship somehow travel through time? Is mm. it that time is sped up? Is mm. it, you know, there's a lot of possibilities here. A lot of possibilities. And when you're watching there, a show like this, all your Star Trek alarm bells are going off, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah. this is something. Oh, I was going to ask you, actually. There was a, um, BP mentioned this, that this episode is compared with a episode of um, Next Gen. Called? Uh, Unnatural Selection. Unnatural Selection. It sounds very familiar, but I would need a refresher. Yeah, I don't. I didn't look any more than that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Let me tell you right now. Unnatural selection is. Oh yeah, yep, it is. I remember it now that I see it. The crew starts to age. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's it. You know, there's a a movie. I don't know if it was a book first, but there's a movie about. Uh, I think it was the Nimitz or like a. Hmm. Modern day um, nuclear powered aircraft carrier gets transported back in time. Wait to the Pacific um, in the days or hours before the strike on Pearl Harbor. Wait a have, minute! I know this book. I've seen the cover of it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Um, Final so, countdown. Final countdown. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yep. I haven't seen uh, it. Have you? Uh, that I think fucking I saw cover I like, is I, awesome. A pretty young dude. Kid. It has Kirk Douglas and Martin Sheen in it. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I forgot the Europe song. The final count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Kirk Douglas and Martin Sheen rocking out to that one. No. <clears throat> yeah, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Wow. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, I feel like I'm it was almost a novel, positive. But... I, I saw this as like a kid at my dad's house. The kind of movie I would definitely yeah, watch up there. I, I totally know what you mean by that. I have so many of those <laughs> yeah. where you're watching and you're like, I've never seen this, but why do I know this scene so well? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one of those I was walking past or I was playing with, you know, maybe Roadblock was trying to fuck Scarlet or something of your G.I. Joes and you looked up and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's the kind of movie you just put it on and then you're doing other kid shit at the same time. Yeah. Or maybe Lady like J. I don't know, I like Scarlet better. But, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, um, they continue on. The investigation continues in proper, in earnest. By the way. How's the crew doing? Report. Uh, well, can I just say something about Rob Bowman? This is more, more expertise by him. Because we're shooting a low-lit area the entire time. No, oh, just yeah. It's darkness, and you're inside, and there's no power, and you're relying on flashlights. I mean, that is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a funny production-wise. They said like Carter had sort of thought this would be a a break for the crew. You know, a, basically a very small cast, more or less sure. one one you know shoot uh, air location, one location. That's the one I'm looking for. <laughs> um, not set. Um, but it ended up being, it was a real bear. It was a big pain in the ass. Between the makeup and dealing with, um, on ship, they had to move it. Um, it was in harbor in a populated area, but there's too much light pollution for all the uh, night stuff they were doing. So they brought it um, like across the bay. They towed it way out. Yeah. That's I guess so like cool. not that long after the show, uh, after this episode, they ended up sinking it. Um, it's an artificial reef now. Oh, how about that? Hmm. Yeah. Well, 
when they're on board, oh, you asked me about the crew. The crew is doing terrible, actually. They're dead. Speaking of speaking of getting salty. <laughs> Boy, these guys not looking so hot, are they? Nope. Nope. Yeah. And crispy. Um, crispy critters. Yeah, one hundred percent crispy. Crispy. Very, very crispy. And um I hope you guys brought brought some flowers because they're all dead. They're I all. Thought you, were, thought you were gonna say like margarita mix. Something <laughs> <laughs> to wash down all that salt. <laughs> yeah, you salt your room with the corpses of your fellow semen. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, and things um things look even worse because we get Trondheim screaming up top, and yep. uh, the ship is gone. I guess stolen by the pirates. Yeah, this is some pretty good acting out of Mulder and Scully. I have to say. I think Scully's always great, and sometimes I have to remind myself Duchovny's good, because I know he is, and I know he plays a very straight character um, with, like, straight facial expressions, uh, sort of deadpan, right? Mm-hmm. But, boy, does he have a look of horror on his face. <laughs> when this, yeah, you can see it. It's great. It's like he has a really, um, probably a strong, sinking feeling at that moment. Yeah, it's, at this point, you could probably say... You're probably gonna. All, all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. You know, not nothing for that one, huh? Just gonna. <laughs> Which one? To did, oh, did I miss a pun? A sinking feeling. Ah, fuck! Tip of the cap, good sir. Too too good for the delivery. Just smooth. <laughs> yep. Well done. Well done. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Full points. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, things look pretty bad. You're on a ship that uh, seems to have aged 30 years yep. in the last handful of days with a bunch of dead, salty crewmen, and uh, your only connection and possible link to the outside world just floated off. Mm-hmm. Away it went. <laughs> they're like, take it easy. Yeah, and I like how they get more into it, too. The you know the next scene, they're trying to figure out, you know, all right, so that your ship is gone, so can you make do with anything you have here? And... Um, you know, just the radio is corroded beyond measure. Trondheim talks about the uh, the engine being, I think he says, more corroded than anything he's ever seen. He's never seen anything like it. Couldn't even yeah. couldn't even salvage parts from it. Right, all not washed good. up, basically. The engine at this point, yeah, it's not going anywhere. And um, yeah, but I like this. I like all this stuff on the ship, man. This is creepy. Mm. Yeah, it looks so bad. Yeah. But um, the lights, them walking around. But but let's talk about the discovery of our guy in his bottle of Jack. Oh, and yeah. boy, <clears throat> does he not look like Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, there are. I saw people commenting about the makeup doesn't. It's probably not going to win an Academy Award at times, um, especially when you just get a lot of time to with close-ups of the captain here, and mm. I think more, more, uh, well, Scully and Mulder to some extent later. Um, probably Mulder looks worse, I think. Right. But, um, it's cool. There's, I mean, there's an attack first. Right, oh, of course. Jesus. Right? So, the, the first mate, cabin boy, um, butt boy, goes down. Butt boy gets it. And, uh, the pursuit leads to Captain Barkley. Yeah. They probably should have Try to confish, confiscate any weapons <laughs> that may have been on board. Liquor, huh? Fuck. 
I was looking to put fish in, and I was going to say, that's <laughs> a stretch. I want to put fish in because I was going to say something like, "Does is this is this steam power? Does it rely on nuclear fission?" <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was looking for fish for like twenty five minutes straight, and that's all I had. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm, sorry. Well, <laughs> can't can't win them all. Can't win them all. You got to keep swinging, though, pal. It's a lot it of averages. A, uh, yeah. It was an admirable effort. I like it. I like it. So. Oof. Well. Barkley. Yes. Captain. Yes. One each. <laughs> Commanding Theo. officer. USS Arden. Jack Daniels is my first mate now. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a story to tell. Yeah, this is... Uh, Especially in the darkness here, him telling the story and he's kind of, I like he's, it's like semi poetic, but I don't think it's the yeah. extent where you're like, well, this is ridiculous. Nobody would talk this way. He's a sailor and he's talking about some crazy shit that doesn't really have good way of describing realistically what happened. Yeah, Ships that dialogue doesn't and, like you know assail my senses or anything. I like it. I actually <laughs> really like the idea of poetry with like. Ship guys. There's something about it. It's very Jaws to me. Yeah. Poetry of the sea. Hmm. It's badass. Power loss. Everything stopped. Everything. Even the sea. Even the wind. Then the ship. My ship. She began to bleed through the hole near the rivet seams. Fuck. Hmm. That sucks. And Halverson's like, he's a drunk. And he killed Halverson. To hell with him. I don't have to listen to lies. I'm no liar. Yeah, it does. After Olsen charges out of there, Scully brings up the, I don't think you have to be a medical doctor to look at this guy and say, probably didn't overpower and murder with a pipe. uh, (laughs) Right. A 96-year-old drunkard (laughs) whose fucking neurological pathways are giving, are just breaking down into nothingness. Hence him shaking around. You never know. A 70-something-year-old John Rambo is about to go take Bad. on a... A barn full of dudes? Yeah. He's going to so. win. Hmm. But he might die. Um, 35, boy. Wow. Hard. It's it's not the years, Dean. It's the mileage. I mean, it looks like a, a Russian 35. <laughs> yeah. But, but definitely yeah. not a Norwegian one. <clears throat> no. No. I, those Norwegians strike me as... Uh, I think they're, they all live a long time. Hmm. Those, yeah. those Scandinavians. That's right. They didn't pollute Humorless their- people, though, I would I'd say, without any, any reason or evidence of that. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, um, uh, where do we go from here, my good man? Oh, Halverson was the dead guy. I kept, just call him Cabin Boy. Um, well, from here, uh, Trondheim really gets to work with that burial at sea. You were a good first mate. Waste no time. You did your job. He just wants to do this so bad. That's what yeah. it is. You know what I mean? He's living into the stereotype. Of He's the, uh, leaning hard. Yeah. Hard into it. He's biting down on the mouthpiece and waiting in. Yep. And, uh, man, I didn't even mean to do the waiting thing. But <laughs> he is. And, uh, boy, he's he's really living it up. And then suddenly. Unlike Alverson. Yeah. Alverson, not so much. 
Conferences uh, dead man. Almost unlike Trondheim, who uh, almost takes that same pipe to the back of the head. Oof, by a strapping Norwegian. This guy looks, he sells me on being a, a, a dangerous man. Me too. Look at him. He looks like, you know who he looks like? <laughs> he looks like Hans from Die Hard without the cirrhosis. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. I like, like it. it. Like his body can process protein still. <laughs> he looks good. He, I mean, you can see that face staring into the eyes of another human being as he squeezes the life out of there. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. I like well, it. Um, and Trondheim does, uh, does pretty well for himself. He holds his own until uh, Mulder shows up, gets the pistol on him, and uh, they apprehend uh, Olofsson here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, Trondheim knows who he is. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. He's convinced he killed Halverson. And Mulder's like, but wait a minute, he's our only chance to figure out what happened. And he hasn't aged, so there's that. Olafsson. We'll just talk more to Captain Barkley, right? Hmm? Talk more to Captain Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Nope. Oh. He's dead. Barkley, what happened? Well, he didn't make it. Nope. Went, uh, went down with the ship. He did. Without the ship. Yeah. He went down. <laughs> Before the ship. No. No question about the fact that he went down. Dead. Should we move over to old people puns? We could. I mean, we could. Or I could just probably maintain some semblance of something that says I'm fairly competent at this and not a total hack. Mm. And avoid it. Wouldn't want to have to uh, dock your pay. Oh, bang. There it is. There it is. So... Well, they peer in on Barclay. Who's toast? And uh, by the way, do you want to know how I spelled peer? <laughs> I do not. You can quit, dude. I would respect. I would respect it. To be honest with you, if you wanted to, Jesus. <laughs> mm. All right. I like Doctor Pitt too. That's a good one. Well, thanks. Anyway, we get over to, um, well, this is our first time jump. They're going to yeah. get some rest. It's been a <sighs> long, long day. Um, <clears throat> so they tie up all of a sudden, they get some rest. And, um, this is where I think definitely a commercial break kind of moment. Yeah. Um, right. We see the effects on them themselves. Yeah. We start with, uh, Tron time looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. By the way, it doesn't look nearly as bad as Mulder and Scully. Norwegian jeans. I guess so. Not <laughs> Apparently the Russian Jew doesn't hang on as well as the Norwegian. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Mulder is, but I don't know. Um, Scully says, uh, well, time acceleration is an equation, a theory. Then theoretically it's possible, Mulder says, what else could it be? And she says, well, whatever it is, it isn't a time warp. None of us have directly observed any of the phenomena that occurred in the ship's log. Which is interesting. And Mulder's like, well, right. we're the evidence, aren't we, Scully? The, there's a few interesting things that they're bringing up here. The, yes. The lack of the time warpness, the passage of time, mm-hmm. um, having not changed from her observations. And also, I like the fact that they brought up the hair hasn't aged. Ah. You know what I mean? Yes. That's really good. And they say, well, um... 
Turnheim's like, well, I don't have to listen to you. It appears to be we got into this. And um, he's he's stressing out. He's lashing out, Turnheim. He's losing his cool. Yeah. Freak, seems a frequent occurrence. He's going to go right off the rails pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, free radicals, Dean. <laughs> Here we go. Is this Massive a quiz? metallic source under the water, like a meteorite, could cause the entire thing. These free radicals, the ocean acting as a battery? Yes. Did I get all that right? I think so. And to go specifically into the free radical, it is a highly reactive chemical containing extra electrons. They attack DNA proteins. They cause our body tissue and cell membranes to oxidize, which I'm told is not good. Some people theorize this leads to cancer. Um... That's why you don't want to eat things like nitrates, you know, like uh, a mutual friend of ours who eats giant sticks of the worst quality pepperoni you can imagine. <laughs> Who's that? Koopy boy. Oh. Always now, without. Of, of all his health choices, that's. <laughs> that's a good point. His liver is really getting put through the fucking ringer. <laughs> um, well, that's, um, that's what they say. But yes, we've. Can I ask we've, you a question? Please. Would you rather. You could guarantee either of these occurrences. Go. Live to 100. Okay. Um, with some modicum of health, but aging completely normally. Move. Die on your 100th birthday. Or live to 70, and every day after whatever, whatever age you pick, you stay physically identical. Never age, never get slower, never get sicker, never eyesight, etc. I think it would be harder to accept my mortality in the latter. And it would, you know, I think it would preoccupy my mind for probably years before. Knowing my clock was going to be punch at 70, but feeling perfect, I would probably start to break down mentally as a result of that. I'd probably do some really crazy shit. Yeah, like I think what I would do is I would start going, like I think I would lose my mind in the second scenario. In the first one, you just sort of accept it. You're like, oh, I can't move anymore. I don't want to live to 100, though, boy. Oh, I, I, there's a guy. I see um, I see a guy that was 101, and I see him exercise, and God damn it, he's trying. Yeah. I think I, I, my, my fear would be... I don't know if I want to make 70. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> my fear would be like... See, I don't know, because like my dad's 66, and he's in great shape. You know, I'd be like, you have four years, pal. I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially if you felt like you do right now, when you were 68, you'd be like, no way am I dying. This is crazy. And I think you just lose your fucking mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a tough call. I think you are right. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, you know, 69 years and 11 months of just enjoying then one month of like, all right, well, time to come to terms. (laughs) Now, if I wasn't, if I was none the wiser in either case, I might take you up on the first offer. Sure. Like if someone was just going to punch my ticket without me realizing it and I didn't have mm-hmm. to think about it. Yeah. No. So I'll go with scenario probably one. Okay. And That's then the probably, 100. yeah. And then probably two, if it was a, a Mack truck just ran me the fuck over when I was taking way too long to cross the street and probably deserved it anyway. You're probably strutting, showing off those muscles. Yeah. 70, 70 year old meat. Meat stack you got. Going on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my mind will change in a couple of years. But um, <clears throat> let's see. Yeah. So free radicals, we covered all that. Yeah. So 
talk about the the blood dripping from the pipes, like yep. Barkley says. It's not blood; it's um, it's, it's rust. It's iron oxide. Yeah, the fucking ship. I love. I just like that. I like that visual style. Yeah, looks cool. I like the idea of vessels. Sort of. This is one of the things I love about the Borg: the living ship. I like. I just like the living ship. And I know yeah. it's not. I know this is more cinematic and dare I even say a bit poetic. But the way it's done in this is really cool. This, just the idea of the oxidizing metal leaking because it's happening in such rapid succession that you're seeing puddles of it everywhere and it's bleeding. Yeah. It represents the lifeblood of the ship, which is the very structure itself. Except for one pipe, mm. which is not corroded. Yeah, the yellow pipe, right? The yellow pipe with the sewage system. Ooh. Bummer. Hey, <laughs> real quick, got a question. Please. So that is the only pipe that didn't get contaminated with any water from the ocean because the closed system? That's what I'm told in the episode. So are they drinking seawater? I'm pretty sure the drinking water system, also a closed system, not open to the ocean, usually. No? I, Maybe just corroded and got infected? I, did I miss something there? Am I, I describing it accurately? I think desalination suggests they're pulling ocean water into the vessel, which then becomes oh, potable I drinking water. I didn't even hear that. Was desalination mentioned? Well, yeah, I think I thought so. Okay, all right. Yeah. I think that's what I'm supposed to believe is that they have they they desalinate the seawater into potable water. Potable, I think that's how you say it. But we shit and piss into pure avion. <laughs> yeah, baby, put that bowling spring up there. <laughs> hey, pretty sure all that shit goes out to the open sea. Yeah, no question. Yeah, yep, positive actually. Um, but anyway, it's a cool poop deck. Sorry. Oh, nice. Um, it's a cool concept, right? That this, yeah, this one, awesome. this one system is the only uninfected thing. Right. That now that makes it interesting because now you start to believe the very ocean surrounding you and, and see, this is something I love about this episode. As we get into the dehydration I love the idea of being surrounded by water yet dehydrating. That's got to be one of the most cruel, vicious mother nature things of all time to imagine you're on a life raft and you're dehydrating and you're surrounded by fucking water. I read, that's insane. I read a book about a, it was like a shipwreck survivor who spent, I don't remember how many days he survived, he ended up surviving, but on a life lifeboat. And uh, I remember him specifically talking about that. Like it was maddening, literally like, driving one mad to mm. like try not to drink this water that's all around you it's crazy that's insane dude yeah um so closed system i believe so yep and that's what makes sense as to why they would hold up this is the only drink of water on the ship we both were wrong scully it's the water all the other water has been contaminated contaminated how something got into the desalination tanks and uh and okay so it is there and that's why Olsen's looking good is he's uh he's onto it and i like as Mulder and Scully are on this discovery here Olsen and Trondheim like they're Olsen's yeah. trying to do the, the temptation game there right yeah it's cool 
Uh, and also should be mentioned the, the the little joke about Barclay's drinking binge keeping him alive, Jack Daniels. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about being dehydrated. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it a little bit slower than the magic water. Yeah. But yeah, um, I like the as, temptation. They're speaking in uh, Norwegian, I guess. Uh, sure. Pig Latin. Or something like that. I don't know what the gibberish is. But the gist of this conversation is what exactly? Uh, that he, well, he has the big secret. He does. Of the how, um, of why he hasn't aged. And mm-hmm. you tell him where to look. Yep. Um, Mulder and Scully, meanwhile, are finding it on their own. And uh, there is this hold, the end of the sewage processing thing, whatever. And um, there are rats that are alive. There's signs of, of men staying there. That was probably uh, Olsen and, and the other guys that took off. And um, Mulder's theory is right there. They survived. They haven't aged because they've only been drinking um, from the uh, recycled water of the sewage. The rats, yep. I love that part. Yeah. That's a, like such a relief when they find rats. They're like, wait a minute. The rats are not long-lived creatures. Right. So right. this doesn't make any sense. They live more than 42 hours, that's for sure. So what's going on? And that's that great shot of the dripping spigot. Bloop. Bloop. It looks like nasty-ass water, too. <clears throat> yeah. Well, watching uh, John Savage here. As Trondheim just drinking water out of the toilet. <laughs> if I'd been drinking from the toilet, I might have been killed. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, oh, P.S. Olofsson is dead. Oh, well, oh. Trondheim's an opportunist. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty gnarly there. That's a gnarly move to make. It is. You get the secret out of him and then just straight up murder him. Yep. Because you know that uh, time is of essence. Yep. It's a finite, uh, finite resource there. I, right? I, I lo- yeah. And I love Mulder, Mulder's. The, the, the audacity Mulder feels at the idea of his not being challenged. He's like, I learned that in Boy Scouts. <laughs> My not was perfect. He's so mad about that. Yeah. And I like how he just quickly goes to the gun. <laughs> when the guy slams him up against the wall. He's just like, oh, I'll go to the gun since I am feeling old. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling feeling every age. Goddamn. Scully looks like she's about to terrorize a family in the 1600s somewhere in New England, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. She uh, gets pretty witchy. (laughs) Witchy witchy woman. woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And what are we getting here now? Well. I love, I, how, I love how John Hamm says, I feel pretty bad about what happened to him. I dozed off and he must have gotten away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude. How did he kill him? He just bashed his brains in, I guess. If he got that pipe. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Got that pipe. And uh, Scully's the one that comes up with a plan here, right? And then we get the uh, first of a couple, couple few cool voiceovers. Yeah, I guess she wants urine and blood. She's she's gonna start putting some science to work. Yeah, I like this. I like I like seeing Scully getting it to work. Somebody's got to do something about it because yeah. if not, they're all gonna die. In fact, you'd argue they'd all be dead if it wasn't for Scully. In fact, I'd say that pretty confidently. I mean, sure, the what was it Coast Guard that rescued them probably 
well, clearly saved other lives, but she may have prolonged their lives just long enough. Well, and it was her observations that they make that clear at the end. At the end, right. That what what she what she recorded, that's the only reason they were able to reverse what happened. Sure. Otherwise, they might have been physically rescued, but they would have either stayed at that age or died very shortly. <laughs> right. So, Aaron in the chat says, good thing the ship seems to have completely adequate laboratory testing equipment. That's a good point. Sure. <laughs> standard, standard outfit on a destroyer escort in the U.S. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, the Enterprise? It's, it's, it's fucking, fucking Sequest. Every, <laughs> every department. <laughs> it's, yeah. Some crazy, unrealistic, futuristic human outlook where naval vessels are just there to do science. Sure. <laughs> We're an exploratory ship. Cute. <laughs> sure you are, Kirk. So um, <laughs> it has been 18 hours, 45 minutes since the onset of symptoms. Rudimentary blood tests have revealed impossibly high concentration of sodium chloride salt. Though the contaminated water itself is not saline, it appears to catalyze existing body fluids, causing massive and rapid cellular damage. The untainted water has slowed the degenerative progression in Trondheim and me, but Mulda has feared less well. Perhaps because of the hydration he suffered on the way here and his inferior genetics. I heard the last part. Inferior genetics. <laughs> Is that uh, what she says? No, I did. <laughs> okay. I was like, uh, I almost uh, that one past me. So George Burns, by the way, that, boy, that was the joke in the 90s. He says, yeah, I just laughed at George Burns. George Burns. Oh. There were these yeah. movies that I always remember. He was he was in a bunch of stuff, but when I was a kid, because he was born in 1896, he died in 96. So when I was a kid, he was always like the old guy. And I remember the movies, Oh God. Oh God, you devil. Like there were these really goofy comedies I saw in the theater when I was a kid. Um, the Oh God, like sequels. I think they came out in like, Oh God, you devil, I think it was. Because that was like, early 80s. I think there's three of them. I only ever saw the last one, but I always remember George Burns was the old guy that everybody knew about in Hollywood. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like you, when you think about his age, he died at 100, so he lived a long time. And um, he was working like up until the end. Like he was fucking doing TV shows. He had a sense of humor. My great grandmother lived to 103, four. Nice. Yeah, she's pretty sharp. <clears throat> women in my family, uh, great uh, life expectancy. Men, not so much. Ah, interesting. Not so, not so much. Yeah, my, my grandmother right now is 93, lives on her own at home, in her own home. Nice. Yeah. Mine are hit and miss. Depends on the, on the person. Like I have an aunt who's like 86 and drove from Saranac to Massachusetts. That's, she shouldn't do that, but she did. Um, she was at my wedding on Dorothy or Dodo for short. Um, but her brother, my grandfather, my mother's father, he died at like, I don't know, 70. Cause he just yeah. was like, I'm going to smoke cigars and eat baby Ruth and get fat and get diabetes. And then, and then have a heart attack. And then after bypass, my diabetes gets real bad. A good yeah. life. Yeah, he, he roughed it up, man. <laughs> he was a fucking good hockey player, though. He played in the old-timers league mm. oh. for a while. It was pretty cool. He fucking white hair, like, like bone white hair, skating around. Too funny. Awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, um, my dad's um, dad, he, got, he did pretty well. He did the 91. 
after oh, the Japanese right. dropped bombs <laughs> on his friends. Uh, anyway, um, so where do you want to go from here, pal? Oh, well, why isn't um, why all their look good? It's bad genetics, huh? Trondheim, <laughs> Trondheim's like he's not going to make it. There's no point here. Yeah, save the water for us. Weak. Doesn't even have good sea legs. He does not. He doesn't even have good legs. Period. At this point, his legs are dog shit. No, his whole body's bad. He's broken. <laughs> he's falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you I don't do want to. You Scully don't... looks better in the makeup than Mulder. She does. You don't. He uh, Mulder looks like when Palpatine gets angry in the prequels. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's kind of non-limited power. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. And as we get more time progressing, what is um? What's the heavy salt? Mulder's not passing the heavy salt. Heavy salt. So essentially, Scully basically says Mulder's uh, urinalysis. <laughs> Boy, he's got a whole lab down there. Continues to indicate his kidneys' failure to excrete the substance I'm calling heavy salt. Basically, he's suffering kidney failure. Hmm. Is what I'm picking up. Not a doctor. Drink. Or a sailor. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's uh All right. Okay. So it's not looking good. Not and looking she's good. She's doing her best to ration the few remaining, the small remaining amounts of water they have left. Trondheim is not happy to be sharing. And Scully, uh, thank God Scully has the, the, uh, the monopoly on force here because if she didn't, she'd be fucked. Yep. Cause he'd cave her head in two. Why wouldn't he? He's already shown himself to be like that, but she can keep him off with the threat of loading him up with some pistola rounds. Yeah. Before, uh, before we get the Trondheim going rogue fully here, there's, there was kind of a, um, a few shots just over the ship in the night. I, that <sighs> looks so dope. God damn it. It's just so eerie and desolate and foreboding. Oh, Robbie Bowman. So many. I love shots of guys. I like when I like when you have a dude with a flashlight on him and he's holding a weapon. Oh, and, he, yeah. and he's just kind of, you're holding him at bay with a pistol and the, and the flashlight. Eyes ah, lit up. Yeah. It's cool, man. <clears throat> but you're right about those um those shots on the boat. They're just they're just great. Yep. Scully, I mean, you got really good camera work in here. There's really good low uh, uh steady cam shots of her frantically searching. That that is some really good camera work. Yeah. That is very cool. Holding that steady cam real low. So it's a bummer uh bummer for our our, our agents here because Trondheim uh he locks himself in the, uh, the little system there. Yeah. In the, Monopolizing <laughs> access to, to liquid. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to drink this water until somebody shows up. And uh, he's got the wrench. He's locked in there. And uh, it's, yeah, this is a desperation moment. Scully, like, going through the galley desperately. Yeah. And boy, this concoction of uh, <laughs> sardine juice, lemons, Oof. and the water from a snow globe. Sounds great mm, if you're dying of thirst. Fucking uh, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And Mulder's like, no, no, you can drink it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm good. And that's when he's like, You're what? You're a woman. Your life expectancy is greater. Yeah. So they don't fucking I, nag you to death. I don't think you can you, you can refer to that anymore. Nagging you to death? Even <laughs> even like hmm. accurate 
physiological differences between men and women. It's just like you cannot. Hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's not cool. But um, Mulder uh, trying to be the hero. Yeah. She says, don't be stubborn. And he's like, you know, I'm right. She's probably just generally speaking more healthy than him anyway. Sure. But um, younger. Yeah, that's true. Scully says there's not much, there isn't much liquid to make a difference anyway. But he pushes it over to her and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to sleep. But there's really good dialogue here. Yeah, this is um, towards the end here yeah. of the episode. There's a, there's a couple engagement between the, these the, two. The I'm so tired stuff. Yeah. Oof. You should sleep. This is, it's good. Yeah. Really good. And she does that Asian Fox Mulder lost consciousness at approximately 4.30 this morning. That reminds me of like the the um, the subtitles over a black screen at the end of like a true crime thing. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's cool because it's that she's recording facts. That's what she does. But we're hearing Scully do the right. voiceover. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, she doesn't her voice doesn't get super emotional. She's, she's trying to be, you know, a somewhat objective observer, but you know how much this is a personal experience and, and how much as she's writing, you know, you, you can kind of feel that she, you would think she's probably leaving this record for somebody else. There's not a high hope of survival or rescue. Indeed. At this point. And boy, do I love this Norwegian children's poetry of death. Oh boy. That's awesome. She says, yeah. From what I can tell, the pictures show the end of the world, not in a sudden firestorm of damnation as the Bible teaches us, but in a slow covering blanket of snow. First the moon and the stars will be lost in a dense white fog, then the rivers and the lakes and the sea will freeze over, and finally a wolf named Skull will open his jaws and eat the sun, sending the world into an everlasting night. I think I hear the wolf at the door. That's so gangster. That's so gangster. I love it. I'm going to tattoo it on my ribs. <laughs> all right dude calm down that's the worst <laughs> they're definitely Just, uh, worse yeah i've seen them I've seen some of them um yeah and meanwhile the ship is actively taking on water we didn't even mention that of course of course because it's uh it's suffering the same fate as everyone everything else and it makes sense you know it's funny because because it's magic and we don't need to think about it too much i think obviously the human body is going to break down before the ship but the point is, everything is rapidly aging in accordance to how it does, which is cool because the ship is breaking down, but breaking down slower than them. Yeah. It's been out here longer. It's been breaking down longer, and that's cool. Makes sense. It's a fucking giant steel and iron thing. Yeah, and uh, that father time, man, especially when he's, uh, when he's on the, you know, the speed <laughs> yeah, Scully. When Scully dropped her pen, you're like, "Damn, son." So here's me. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it right now. Go. The only thing that might keep this episode off, I love it, is is how it wraps up. Sure, and I, I, would I don't concur. know how else they can do it. But it's kind of just the Navy shows up and rescue them, and because of Scully's observation, they're able to figure it out and de-age them. Right. Well, we'll talk about that, but do you want to give this music some, some just do Ooh, yeah. for a minute? Why don't we do that? 
And uh, I'll make it available to be heard from the live listeners as well. So here we go. Basically got the guys coming down the, the stairs. Pretty cool, man. I like the the blowing pages. Yeah. But what a cool moment uh, in the music. Mark Snow, of course. It's cool. Big uh, big open intervals, given to that very dramatic, and I, I'm doing this not to be cute, but swelling. Like, the music swells. <laughs> like, the caveat. <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah, the music throughout the whole episode is great. Music sure. and visuals are top-notch in this one. And so it's not, I mean, I guess there's not really much to say at the end. That's, that's what happens. So there is, it's not a case of like the agents don't have a role in, you know, they do. That is a good point. Yes. Observation and the fact that it it is her log is the reason that they're saved. But it's just kind of, you write yourself in a corner of like, all right, well, we made them, made them old. And then we just got to kind of, kind of magic our way out of it. Yeah, well, you science, and now they're young again. Right, so, right. It's good. It's all right. set. You you would almost think like that particular location in the ocean was the problem, and once removed from it, the reverse aging begins. That would almost be, even though it's more magical, it's more believable than some sort of cockamamie science. Yeah, I guess. Right. I mean, it, it certainly doesn't ruin the episode. It's no, just, no, no, not at it, all. It's a, it's a weak-ish ending. Um, it is. I would, nice I would agree with that. I mean, I like the final information. The the ship sank an hour ago. Yeah, man. Uh, or an hour after they they were pulled off, and uh, that just last shot on the the fog over the water. Mm-hmm. That the mysteries the mysteries below. Indeed, Davy Jones. Waters run deep. Davy Jones locker. Cool, man. What's your comments, dude? Yeah, we got a good number here. We do. I'll work. Well, start at the bottom. Aaron says, speaking of not aging well, I wonder if I'm the only one who couldn't help but think about how uncommon it is these days to write that much. We get a lot of voiceovers and X-Files, many accompanied by Mulder or Scully typing notes even. But at one point in all of Scully's awesome notation and thoughts, it dawned on me that it is so weird to watch someone writing so much with pen and paper, which is nuts that it would feel weird. If they made something like this up in 50 years, would we get an episode detail like that if there wasn't an errant talent lying around? Um, I like that comment a lot because <laughs> I can relate to this so much. Dude, I was doing something the other day and writing shit down, and my writing stamina is pathetic. Oh, man. That's it so fucking true. fucking pathetic. I was writing down... What was I writing down? Oh, I was, it's the new way I do the episode rundowns on the science fiction film podcast. So what I'm doing is I'm writing down what part I'm marking the track in. Long story short, it involves writing probably like a yellow notebook, probably a page and a half of shit to write down. And I'm halfway through the page in my, 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 that little point How in my hand. How many times did you shake out your hand? Fuck, man. 
more times than I even care to admit, the most bitchly shit of all time. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. I went away if, a few months back, a little solo kind of uh, R&R vacation, and um, I went uh, up my own ass, and I brought a journal. Oh, you fuck. trying to do some self-reflection. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope and, somebody put your head in the toilet. <laughs> hey, dude, this, this journal might save my life once scientists discover it. All my observations. Shit. But, uh, the sea is so dark, and I feel so <laughs> alone at night. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's such a douchey thing to do. <laughs> Ugh, the worst. Go ahead. But we were writing, and it's, yeah, same thing, man. Like, you know, small notebook pages, and I'm like halfway through a page, I'm like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was younger, like, even. Constantly writing. We're not that old. No. I, you know, we used to, every, like, class I was in, I have to sit for an hour and a half lecture and take notes non fucking stop. There was no. There was no like computers, like you laptops. No. no way. God no. Not in class. <laughs> Shit wasn't allowed. No. Nope. We'd but, yeah, all hand yeah. notes. Um, I got one from. But it's a good point, but I mean, outside of my hand stamina side, the point is is pretty. Except for jacking it. Right, right. That stamina is fucking. That shit is only crap, man. Patton would be proud of that stamina. <laughs> but it's um, it's an interesting time capsule if you think about it the idea of writing shit down it's yeah a yeah, tiny a tiny one a very small line mm, you know you mm-hmm. can draw a line within a handful of years and yeah, probably don't write shit much anymore um got one from eleanor butler i completely wrote this off as the one where they get old but this episode was so ace to watch again that's so the most British thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah, yeah, you're from somewhere that drives on the wrong side of the road, right? Yeah, um, it's either it's either kangaroos or uh, or, or tea. <laughs> I don't know which, but or it's South one of the, Africa, South Africa, South Africa could be any um, of the three. I don't know so which one, but Ace, <laughs> so Ace to watch again now makes my list of go to episodes. Uh, the makeup may not have aged so well, but but they can get away with it because it's not straightforward. Aging is such. Is it, it's the salt depletion, question mark? Um, Great House Scully calls back to our coma experience in another moment of mm, vulnerability. Indeed. Cool. We didn't mention that. Good shit. Caramelita Valdez McCoy. Oh, no, no. Audrey Elizabeth Ellis first. I'm going up here. I missed one. That local, Audrey. Yeah. Ellie says, I can remember as a kid, this episode scared me a lot and funny enough because of that, when I have subsequently gone back to rewatch X-Files, I've skipped this episode. From the moment Scully and Mulder get stranded on the ship, their rapid aging felt so inevitable. Coupled with damn, damn local, she's fucking getting existential crises watching this <laughs> shit. Coupled with the ice-like feelings of isolation, um, I want you to restructure that. Ice-like feelings of isolation. All right, sorry. <laughs> In the ways that the, the directions in photography music create an atmosphere of horror, it scared the shit out of me. Rewatching this episode is really fun. As other people have mentioned, I think it is an episode overlooked because it falls in line with a lot of other Fantastic X-Files episodes that are hard to be compared to. The Scully voiceovers were used just the right amount. Mulder aging faster than the two is a subtle way of upping the stakes. I like it. Honestly, so happy when the dick boat captain died like a peasant stuck in a steerage of the Titanic. Nice. Ooh. The last conversation between Mulder and Scully is a great acting moment between GA and DD. I love the conference when Scully is talking about life. Beyond death, can't wait to hear what other people thought. 
of the app. Groovy. Very groovy. Um, Camarita says, I fucking love .com. The music in this episode is some of my favorite in the entire series. We played that great snippet there. The score of the third act is especially good. That cacophony of sound as Scully tears apart the kitchen. The eerie underwater sounds as the hold fills with water and the dramatic melody playing as Mulder and Scully come to accept there's nothing left to do. Eeks. Mm. God damn, dude. Well, I think I'm good on listener comments for now. How about you? You got anybody else you want to rip through? Uh, well, we'll wrap it up with there. Right. Final uh, final thoughts here on I uh, I really like this episode. Um it, it you know some of the some of the sentiment here is the idea of this kind of being forgotten when you're talking about really great X-Files episodes and I think Josh you kind of nailed as to why and I think it's because the end is is kind of rapidly corrected um while our heroes are unconscious and as cool as it, as cool as it is for Scully's research to be that which save them in the end it does lack a bit of a cinematic quality that's just more of a oh you do that right you go oh okay yep versus like a wow what an ending you go oh okay not holy shit you don't jump up and down because she took some notes right (laughs) (laughs) right but the episode is still fucking it still kicks ass it's still cinematography the way it looks derelict ship abandoned ship treachery mutiny all of that stuff interests me greatly I like it. Hmm. Strong um, like. Strong like. Strong like. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I don't want to rock the boat. I'm going to do the same. <laughs> strong like for me. Um, for the same reasons, yeah. The, the climax of the episode isn't a traditional action climax. It's more of a, I guess, sort of an emotional climax. You know, the, our, our moments with uh, Mulder and Scully towards the end, um, <clears throat> that visual an audio um, kind of moment of, of the rescue crews coming in and that score playing uh, is really kind of the peak. And then it's really postscript essentially after that uh, is what it feels like. And that's fine. Um, great episode. Love it. Not going to be on a top list. And yeah, that, that kind of, kind of mediocre, um, lukewarm uh, ending, I guess keeps it off the old love list for me. I like it. Well, Next week's going to be um, Humbug and, uh, well, Josh, Armada here. <laughs> I'm Marty. I'm Marty here. <laughs> if you want to tell these people goodbye, because I'm Armada here. Well, really had a whale of a good time with everybody, but um, <laughs> patting down the hatches, we'll be back with you in two weeks. I haven't looked at reviews for a few months. Oh, I, I haven't either. I never look. I'm sure. I don't usually look at them. Nothing since May. Mm. Fox. <laughs> the, the one in April, the one star in April is great. Do you want to read it? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, One star. <laughs> dude, dude bros. Yes. <laughs> I listened to nine episodes. Started out wow. promising, then quickly went downhill. They spend more time making stupid comments about characters than they do talking about the actual episodes. They offer no additional information about writers, <laughs> directors, or anything. It's just them being obnoxious half the time. It's not even fun to listen to. I think my five-year-old niece would have more interesting insights. 
Um, well, welcome she, to prime time. Um, she's probably maybe right your five year old niece is uh, <laughs> not as fucking stupid as you. It would know not to listen to nine episodes of something that they hated. Nine episodes, Dean. Our episodes are long as fuck, like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's like 13 and a half hours yeah. of you listening to something that you dislike so strongly that you went out of your way to give a one-star review. This what fucking, the fuck is wrong with you? This fucking wackadoo listen to more episodes than I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Two episodes and I'm ready to pull the fucking plug. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is a cool one. Great podcast. <laughs> Two stars. Oh, God. This Two stars is, is great for ultra cunty. mood for X-Files, but I don't have the time to sit down and watch an episode or two. There's a fair amount of swearing, but that's just how it is with a lot of podcasts, and it is labeled explicit, so if you want to listen to it, then don't. But overall, I think it's a great show. Two stars. That's their <laughs> two-star write-up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Have you well, seen one of the latest one of the latest two on SFFP? No, they're they're bad, and it, and it says <laughs> the title is "Low Brow Bro Down." <laughs> That's uh, right. it's kind of a new tagline. I think I'm going to take it and run with it. Low brow basic bro down. Oh, is that what it says? Mm-hmm. Oh fuck yeah! That's awesome. Wow, yeah, you got a lot of reviews over there. Three hundred ninety eight, mm-hmm. son. And I felt guilty for saying this, and I hope you know. I don't mean a slight towards you. Yeah, I take it that way. But the other, the other guy that wrote a bad one, his name is USMC, and I said, I wish the war would have <laughs> took his legs. <laughs> well, how about his hands? I could have typed it. <laughs> I wish the war would have took his fucking legs. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, Fuck. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. dude. He was probably a fucking yeah. I got gotcha. you. Su- supply. You know he was I mean? one of them in the rear with the gear. He was. But my... don't worry. He wears those dog tags at the bar on Veterans mm-hmm. Day. Don't worry. Hoping he can drag them across your tits. <laughs> I get it. Yep. Stolen right. valor is a thing. Well, um, are we are uh, we are live, right? We're talking to people in the chat. I don't know. They're not responding to us, but the stream helps. <laughs> <They're not, laughs> what? What? Hey, shocker. I guess we're not. <laughs> they're not responding. It's almost to- like we're not interested. Maybe that review is uh, on something. They're not responding to our wind tunnel <laughs> nonsense where we just talk to each other. 